You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Aaron, and with me, of course, is Brian. Hey, Aaron, we're back together. We're back together. It's been so long. It has been a while. It's I've been, been traveling... While. You've been traveling too. You've been doing stuff. I've been, I've been around. You know, I've been seeing. So I'm the one that left. I'm the bad guy. Is that what you're saying? Fine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go into some sort of podcast host counseling session <laughs> later, right. and um, it's gonna be weird, but it'll be fine. Long term, I hope. Emphasis on the weird. And yeah, but yes. Well, I mean, it's a meeting with the two of us, so how could there it not be? There you go. There you go. But we're not going to talk about our weird relationship dynamics. No, no, no. No. Um, instead, we are going to do something kind of awesome. We are starting a brand new series here on the podcast. So over the next several episodes, we are going to be talking about the gospel and people of different age groups. Um, so specifically. When we teach the when we teach the gospel, when we teach the scriptures, when we show when we seek to show Christ through all of Scripture, what are we really trying to accomplish? Yeah, and, and so and what are what are some opportunities that we have, and what are some challenges we have? Yeah, at each exactly. Of these age groups that we're gonna to walk through, and and this is I'm, I'm excited about this series because I think there are of course very practical implications to this. Um, I would trust that most of the listeners will be able to relate with multiple of these episodes. And this is also something that will be really helpful for those who are serving in church ministries, but also as parents uh, mm-hmm. in the home, because it's the same principles are going to apply, of course. So, Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so just as a, as a starting point, let's maybe talk about um, the basic framework that you're going to hear throughout this series. There are three three key concepts that you're going to hear over and yeah. over again, and they interplay throughout every throughout every age of a person's life. But depending on depending on the age and stage that we're in, one may take a greater uh, a greater point of emphasis yeah. than another. And so, Brian, do you want to unpack that a little bit? Yeah, these are three terms that you may or may not be familiar with. The first one, undoubtedly, you will be, but the the next two, maybe not as much. But the first one, of course, is orthodoxy. And so that just means Mm -hmm. right thinking. That's right. It's a great book, too. It is. Um, And so when we talk about orthodoxy in the episodes moving ahead, and and we'll come back and revisit this, of course. Yeah, of course. But we're talking about teaching the right things. We're, We're communicating the truth of God's word. And so orthodoxy. The second one is orthopathy. Now, this is one that may not be as familiar, of course, but uh, this is having the right feelings or the right emotions in response to orthodoxy. So, as we are, are, are want to, to say quite a bit here with the Gospel Project, um, that we believe that the gospel changes a person and it changes their heart. It changes their affections. It changes their desires. Uh, that's the goal of the gospel. So when we talk about orthopathy, we're talking about that. How does it change us internally? And the third is orthopraxis. Again, that one may not be as common either, but orthopraxis is right living. Mm-hmm. It's how you apply the gospel, how you live it out. So uh, you may be familiar with the head, heart, hands triad. I was just going to say. Yep, this this is kind of synonymous to that. Uh, so orthodoxy, right thinking, right beliefs, orthopathy, right feelings, right emotions, and an orthopraxis, the right behavior, the right conduct. 
Right. And so this is really important because, again, we want to we want to make sure that it's abundantly clear that the gospel affects every single yes. area of our lives and every single area of our being um, that transformation is not gospel transformation is not limited to um, your sense of your your salvation. Yeah. Um, and the the fact that you're that by by faith in Christ your sins are no longer upon you, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of their consequences, but um, but that if you believe in Christ, you are a new person, and therefore, if you are a new person, you are you will think, love, and live yeah. differently. Yeah, and so I think this is a really helpful um, triad. And we have to be careful, though, because in a sense, they have to happen in that order. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, orthodoxy, the right belief, has to be first, has to be primary. And that changes your emotions. That changes your your perspective, uh, the orthopathy. And then that then, in turn, drives your behavior. Mm-hmm. However, we have to be careful about separating them too strongly and say, and you just said this a minute ago, I believe, Eric. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, your name is Aaron, not Eric. It's never been Eric. It never will be Eric. No. Um, but I think we need to be really careful about not separating these too strongly and just saying, all right, I'm just worried about orthodoxy right now, or I'm just worried about orthopathy right now, or whatever. Um, and so all these age groups, we need to be shooting for all three. But yeah. what we're going to talk about is certain age groups, one or another, may be lifted up a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's kick it off, let's kick it off with, um, with the youngest age group that we serve in the church which is babies up through preschoolers. Yes. So the teeny tiny people who, for many people, um, and I know there are very there are a lot of hardworking people in this area yes. of, of ministry who can very easily feel a little demoralized yeah. because it's seen as babysitting. Yeah, and that's the thing is we a lot of times do not elevate this ministry as we should. Yeah. And as you just said, we the goal is keep them alive. We never say that per, really. Some may. Well, some people do. But and... the attitude often is keep them alive. Um, they're just toddlers. They're just preschoolers. What can they really learn? What can they do? Maybe tell them a little bit about God. You know, emphasize God's love. Yeah. Um, and just keep them alive. Make sure they're happy so parents are happy. That's the posture a lot of churches take. And the tragedy there is we're missing such a critical and it really it's a fun and joyful age yeah. to focus on and, and help begin this journey of understanding and, and accepting and living out the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, and one of the things that we tend to do is we tend to not actually give people of that age enough credit. Yes, that's true. Um, that we think that we we make assumptions that they can't understand basic concepts and or or even complex things or we try to shield them from yeah. other other things like you know the fact that evil exists well they kind of already know that yeah sorry they do <laughs> but they know uh, about death they know about a lot of things they know about sin also called doing something wrong they know mm-hmm. about that and they see, they learn it from their parents. They learn it from their own experience. Mm-hmm. They participate in it too. Um, I, I mean, I'll never forget the first time that I saw my son when he was probably about two, maybe. 
something like this. Maybe, maybe even younger. Um, one and a half, we'll say. I'll take your word for it. There we go. He um, he picked up a truck and he was he was playing with it and so, but his sister was right in front of him. So he picked up his truck and he looked at the truck. And he looked at his sister. And he looked back at the truck. He's doing the math. And he looked back at his sister. And then he took the truck and whacked her on the head. <laughs> Calculated decision. <laughs> Love it. Right. So that is what we're talking about. Yes. That it's like from a very early, early time. It's just like how, you know, you have those moments when you're a first time parent and, you know, you're holding your baby for the first time in the air. And, you know, um, like in Lion King, exactly, you're holding exactly. Yeah. And what they don't show in that is when the when your child pees on you. <laughs> That's why you have to do it with a diaper on the That's child. Right. That's right. But just never forget. No, learn that. that. Mis- learn that once. <laughs> Never forget, first-time parents out there, diapers are important. So, um, worth, worth the money. <laughs> so, um, but so this, so not only is this age just a whole lot of fun to reminisce on, um, it's also a really important time yeah. because we have the opportunity in our ministry to them and with them to um, really start so start the work of sowing seeds yes. with with them to be um teaching them and 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 explaining in very in very age appropriate ways key concepts yes big ideas um so i mean it's good for example a big idea that you can and should be teaching your littlest people is that god that god loves them yes without a doubt that is huge um, you can also teach them God is, the, is God is creator of everything. And he's good. God is good. God, um, God is in charge of everything. Yeah. God, um, God gives us everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. See, but at the same time, this is where we also need to understand that's not the fullness, and that's the mistake I think a lot of mm-hmm. of of preschool ministries may fall into and parents Mm -hmm. of preschoolers as you said in an attempt to shield our kids as if we're protecting them from the unpleasant because those all those are great yes those are happy great truths but then we shy away from talking about sin yes or or wrong choices for example yeah Um, i never like to term bad choices as i'm prone to say a bad choice is choosing to fish over the steak meal at a, at a wedding. Yes. Um, that's a bad choice. We're talking about wrong choices when you do something wrong, like hit your sister with a truck. Yes. And so those aren't as pleasant, but it's just as important because if we don't understand our sinfulness, we can't understand the gospel. Yeah. We can't understand God's love as much if we don't understand who we are, who he loves. Yeah. So in age-appropriate ways, this is a great opportunity that we can deal with those concepts as well to start giving a holistic picture of the gospel. And again, what we want is we want our kids, our preschoolers, kids on up, every age, we want them to grow into the truths, mm-hmm. not lag behind. Um, and so that's really important that we be proactive. And even there may be times we're talking about something that may not quite land really squarely with that preschooler, we may be teaching on something or talking about something that may be a little bit over their head, but some of it's sinking in. Mm-hmm. And when they are able to grasp it a little bit down the road, it will be better and easier for them than rather than us trying to catch up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, 
So concepts are key at this. So uh, going back to our triad, orthodoxy would be what we really want to emphasize. We want to think about what truths uh, are important to communicate on on a on a on a, a simple level as we can communicate them. Uh, but again, allowing them to be stretched some and grow, um, and give them proactively these answers. Yeah, yeah, and that is definitely something that. Um, we should take advantage of in terms of the opportunity that it presents us, not because we, um, and maybe opportunity is the wrong word for that. Um, but, but it is such a, it's such a wonderful gift. Yes. Maybe that's a better way to say it. We have a wonderful gift that, um, is afforded to us to teach them these, these big truths to introduce these big concepts, yep. to lay a foundation for what's going to come later as they grow. And again, just as you said before, and I'll say it again, don't sell these preschoolers short. Mm-hmm. They're able to grasp a lot more uh, than we may either believe or want to believe at times. Yeah, um, you know they are sponges. Yep. That's that's the great opportunity here. There's a challenge because you have to really, you know, I, I've said before, and I will say again. I believe a measure of a good theologian is a, is someone who's able to take very complex doctrines and state them in simple terms, mm-hmm. simple enough for a child to understand. That you have to be an expert theologian to do that. So our preschool leaders, our kids' leaders, should be some of the best theologians in the church. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking and you're teaching these these doctrines, these concepts to our preschoolers. Man, they're grasping it. They, yeah. they maybe not in full, but it's amazing. Like my, as you know, we're both fathers. I, the, the things that my kids, when they were preschoolers, and my oldest, or my youngest rather, is now six, so he's out of this, but he's still close to it. And just seeing what he has learned and grasped and seeing how his mind works, mm-hmm. um, I've got to remember that, that this is a great opportunity, that that sponge mind, that sponge heart that he has, that, that those preschoolers have, that we can feed them and feed them well yeah. in the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And with that point that you made that our preschool volunteers, our preschool leaders and teachers, they should be some of the best theologians in our church. Well, undoubtedly, there's at least one of you listening who's saying, I don't feel like that. And so one thing that we want to encourage you with is you you have the capacity to learn these things too. You have the capacity to understand these things. Um, you are completely capable, as yes. um, as capable as anyone else, um, and God has entrusted you with a very important ministry yep. in this church. So we believe you can rise to the occasion. Yes, and I have no doubt that your pastor believes you could rise to the occasion as well. Um, yeah. Now, on that note, what can we what can we recommend for for help in that area? Yeah, I think it. You know, I, I believe leaders are readers. I'm not the first to coin that phrase. Of course, it is a common phrase. I don't know. That's. I don't think I've ever heard that before. All right, I'm Brian. It All right there you go. Um, so everybody owes you a nickel now. That's right. Everybody owes me a nickel, and I'll have two nickels. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think, it, as as preschool leaders, you want to get your hands on some good books and be reading uh, some good uh, theology works. Some good. Uh, systematic theology is biblical theology. You can ask a pastor for help in finding those. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he, here's the difference. When, when I say that 
our preschool leaders should be the best theologians. I think most people, when they think of a theologian, they think of a stuffy kind of seminary professor, tweed that's, sport That's coat. the dream. Yeah, I mean, that's ascot and everything. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's what I think most bubble people... Bubble pipe? Yeah, bubble pipe. Um, <laughs> that... And, and there's a place for that, of course. There's of course. a place where you are having a debate about Adam's belly button. Did he have one or not? Mm. And the theological implications of therefore. Um, <laughs> however, when it comes to preschoolers especially, I think there's this, this idea of practical theology. Yes. Where, no, we're just understanding the beauty of the gospel, mm-hmm. these, these truths that are deep, and are not taking it and keeping it in a classroom but we're taking this into life. And how does this affect us? As we talk about this triad. Yeah. And so as a preschool leader, that man, that's my heart for you would be just read books that encourage you in this, that stretch you in this, and connect those dots in your own mind and heart. Be in love with Christ. Mm-hmm. Be enamored with the gospel. Be in awe of it. Yeah. And let that carry over to how you're you're teaching those preschoolers. Yeah, absolutely. And a couple of resources that we can recommend, um, actually, if you if you want to dig into that challenge, a really good a really good starting point piece for you is actually the parent guide that accompanies your book, Brian Cornerstones. Yeah. Um, so this is it's a really accessible um, two hundred chapter blog post sized yeah. chapters so it's not crazy long so that 200 it's 20 number. snacks not 20 meals that's right that's right but it's a good it's a really good yeah. starting point brian <laughs> um, you got that work i mean you've yeah. got a lot of the, if 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 you're listening and use the gospel project there's so many different resources there mm-hmm. you know i i i always encourage preschool leaders kids leaders man get a hold of the daily discipleship guide for adults yeah and, and read that. It follows the same session content, uh, but just does it on a level for you. Yeah. And, and so that's another really easy. Absolutely. Um, and affordable way yeah. that you can be stretching yourself and growing. And yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've also got a, um, we've also got a free, a free ebook that, uh, that we can offer any, anyone listening to this book, um, called, or listening to this podcast called devotional doctrine. Yeah. Um, who, and who wrote that one again? I can't remember. That was me. So yeah. sorry. It's a good book. It's Thank a you. good book. Thank you. Thank you. So some of you may have gotten it at a conference recently. Yes. And, uh, so thank you if you liked it and, Sorry if you didn't, <laughs> but um, you can get that at gospelproject.com slash doctrine dash book. Um, that is a completely free resource for you um, in a digital format. Yeah, and it's a, so. and it's a pretty uh, brief book as well. Yes. Yeah. The, um, the goal with that one was to make these big ideas simple, accessible, yeah, accessible, um, accessible is definitely a better word than simple. Thank you. Um, but also to elevate the, the, yeah. that concept of orthopathy that, yes, that your doctrine, that doctrine leads to delight. Yeah. So, um, hopefully that comes through and, uh, let us know if it does. There are tons of other really, really great resources. Maybe we'll throw some in the show notes as yeah. well on yeah. this episode. We don't do that often enough. Um, in fact, we are going to do at some point, the idea of the of the gospel centered reader, but yes. that's for another time. So for now, though, I think this is a good starting yeah. stopping point for us, isn't it? Yeah. 
All right. So, um, so guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the hero of the story. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you have been listening and enjoy the podcast, we would love it. If you would, would leave us a rating and review on iTunes, it really, really does help people find the show. And we do want more people to listen because we want more people to love the gospel. (laughs) ultimately. And, uh, and hopefully we're helping you to do that. So, um, thanks for listening and, um, we'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.